Hey everybody, thank you for joining us for today's episode of Real Estate Disruptors. Today we've got Templeton Walker with the Templeton Group, and he's here to share how he doubled his income last year by just adding wholesaling to his business. If this is your first time tuning in, I'm Steve Trang, broker and owner of Stunning Homes Realty, founder of the OfferFast Homes app, the one and only app you need for wholesaling, and I'm on a mission to create 100 millionaires. So if you're interested in that, please let's connect on Facebook and Instagram. If you're excited for today's show, please give me a wave, give me a thumbs up, and as a friendly reminder, I don't charge a dime for this show. I don't make any money doing this, so here's all I ask. This is what it costs for you to listen to this show. If you get value today, please tell a friend. Either share this episode right now, tag a friend below, or tell your best takeaway from the show later on. That way we can all grow together. Don't forget, this is a live show, so please post your questions for Templeton to answer. He's an open book, and he's gonna be very happy to share. Yeah. So, welcome back. What's up, brother? You were the very first guest. I know. I was the first one when you didn't have any listeners. I know. So it was great. I'm glad to be back now that well, you've blown we had it up. Your mom and you know, some family listening to it. Yeah. So, we've gotten a, little, a few more subscribers since then, but that was cool. Yes, sir. You're the guinea pig. So, it's been about eight months. Yeah. So, what's changed in your world since we last did the show? Man, well, so since then, I was with Stunning Homes. Mm -hmm. I was with you. Then I left you. Right. I went to EXP there for a little bit, which yeah. was was a good experience. I needed to kind of scratch that itch, and, yeah. and I went with um, you know good friends, people that are mentors and people I look up to. Kevin, people we both respect. Yeah, Kevin yeah. and Fred, who they showed me nothing but kindness and gratitude, and, and a really good path. And mm -hmm. it ended up working out well for me as far as the financials went. Mm -hmm. But with as much as my business is growing in the off market space and flipping and just like the investment space, yeah, I really just felt like I couldn't serve both things like to really grow that exp model mm -hmm. it just wasn't my main focus and i yeah. wanted to come back so i since then i've come back to stunning uh what was that two months ago uh i think it's only been a month dude a month ago yeah so i'm back at stunning now um and just highly focused on building out my wholesaling operation my flipping operation and then continuing to run a, you know a highly productive and profitable traditional team All right and welcome back and definitely that's our focus right i mean as, as our office culture is we're supposed to make a lot of money and right. have a lot of fun doing it. Yes, sir. That's what All we right. do. So um, on the wholesaling piece, you know, you've, we've got a lot of people in the Valley where the wholesale capital seems like of the world. Oh, everyone's a wholesaler. Now. Everyone's a wholesaler here. So what sets you apart from our local uh, competition slash peers? Um, for me, what I learned, like the, the true value in wholesaling and mm -hmm. why so many people bring me deals is because I close. Yeah. So I've been able to establish relationships where I have the funds, if I give you a number, mm -hmm. outside of something crazy happening in that transaction or we just, something really out of left field happens, I'm gonna actually buy that house from you at yeah. the number I said. Right. So that's been like my number one um, differentiator, I would mm -hmm. say, because so many wholesalers tie stuff up and they don't close. Yeah. And so like, do you actually feel confident in that number that someone gave you when they go, let's say you have something at 280 mm -hmm. and if you give it to me at 282, you're gonna make your 12 grand. Even if I have to close on that mm -hmm. and, and borrow money and do what I have to do, you're making your 12 once you assign that over to me. Absolutely. There's other scenarios where it's like, yeah, I'll give you that, I'll give you that 12. And then it comes down to the last day of the contract and their end buyer falls out and they go, hey man, I'm so sorry, dude. Like, I can't buy this. All right, and sorry doesn't cut it. Sorry doesn't cut it, so All I right. close. Like that's been my number one. If there's if there's been one thing that is really attributed to my growth, I mean, there's probably a lot of stuff, but like everyone who sends me deals, um, I close. Yeah, and I think that's a big tidbit, right? Because if you if you're an agent and you got a listing, right, and they get a call from Templeton, mm -hmm. uh, if you don't close a deal, like your reputation is ruined. Right. But uh, we got a seller who's relying on closing because they're selling right. for cash for the convenience. So right. you got that certainty and you got the other agent that if you don't perform maybe you lose a relationship right yeah but if you perform now you're getting more deals now you're getting more deals because you've shown people you can perform so i think i have 24 wholesales right now like mm -hmm. that i have locked up i own that you know so which is kind of a lot for me normally i'm operating around 10 to 12 a month that's a lot and now i'm starting to jump into that 20 25 and all of them i was looking at it before i came of the 24 19 of them i got from referral yeah. So I've really been able to create this amazing business that has zero cost, right? Like I have to cut my agent in and make sure they make money, but I have no acquisition cost as far as a pay-per-click spend, 
a, a dialer, you know, I, I do have that piece in my business, but mm-hmm. on that avenue of, of revenue, yeah, it's it's all networking based, and I'm I'm helping this person make money. I'm solving the problem. I'm committing to it. It's like as soon as I figured out how to do that, the my favorite thing to do. Right. So if you were um, talking to another real estate agent, because that's one of the reasons for today's episode is like you know how to get an agent to figure out how to double their business. Right. So like, what advice would you give a real estate agent then right off the bat on how to emulate what you've accomplished? Um, create relationships. Yeah. Um, create relationships with people and perform. Use your knowledge to, as your strength, right? Like as a realtor, you should know how to comp properties, figure out ARV, which is after repair value. I don't know if the listeners know that or not. Yeah. So figure out your after repair value and then understand a metric that you need to buy those houses at. So a lot of people say 70% of the value or whatever that's going to be, but understand it and then start to make connections with people and say, Hey, if you have anything, can I please Mm. take a look at it? But when you give people a buy price, truly be able to buy it at that and great deals will find buyers. So I, like when I started, I had no money, Mm -hmm. so I had to get really good at sourcing deals. And then I would go to the bigger players in the space and say, Hey, I have a deal. Can you help me sell it? and I'd split the money with them. Right. But it was a win-win, right? Like, so I just got really good at finding the deals and then I would go to some of the larger firms to disposition them for me mm-hmm. and I'd make half and I was I was happy. So yeah. if I was new, I would get really good at sourcing deals, connecting with people like myself and yourself and Jamil and I'm all these guys, right? Like we all know who the, the big dogs are in town. Absolutely. And have them disposition them for you and, and make your revenue. Like that's what I would do like right away. So let's talk about sourcing deals. How are you sourcing the deals right now? So I mean, I know you said like relationships, relationships. Like how so are you developing those relationships, coaching them to send them to you? Absolutely. So uh, most of the time I'm just telling them the truth. I'm like, Hey, I'm representing one of the largest investors here in the state. Mm-hmm. I'm able to actually perform and close on these deals. If you have anything, will you please send it to me first? I'd love to take a look at it and give you a buy price. So I have two agents on my team that underwrite everything. Mm-hmm. So the moment you send me something, I'm going to underwrite it. I'm also going to look at it personally. And I'm going to give you a real number that I'm confident that I can buy it at. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing that as number one. And then two is we have a full-time caller. So we're going to be dialing through data. It, this is simple. Like I don't want to sit here and make it seem like wholesaling is some like special thing. Right. Like if you have ambition, drive and work ethic, like we're not doing rocket science here. Right. Get a list. Pull that data, right? Mm-hmm. Skip trace that data. Figure yeah. out the names and numbers that go with that data and then work it. How right. do you work a list? You can knock it, you can mail it, you could call it, you could text it. Mm-hmm. And do it and do it and do it. Yeah. Get a list. Skip trace the list. Work that list. Yeah, it doesn't sound very hard. It's not hard. Like I don't know. I mean, it it I'm simplifying it and the key to anything in life, like we all know how to work out. We all know how to eat well, Mm -hmm. but do we stay consistent with it? And do we stay disciplined to it? This business is the exact same. So what I've been able to do is stay really consistent with my relationships. You know, I got seven deals sent to me today. Mm -hmm. I can't buy them all right. My number's not going to work for everybody, Mm -hmm. but I have stayed consistent in bringing value to people and showing them that I perform. So now that consistency is paying me. So, um, you're talking about, you know, you got your numbers that you underwrite it at and you got two agents underwriting it for you, basically. Yeah. What is your number on underwriting it? Typically, I want to try to buy it at 70% minus, um, minus the profit that I want to earn. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times, like there's people buying stuff up to 75% of ARV, 78% of ARV. Mm-hmm. There's people buying stuff that high sometimes. But if I'm going to give you a true buy price that I can commit to, I'm usually going to be at 70% of whatever I deem the ARV is minus five to $10,000 for my assignment fee. Okay. Simple enough. Yeah. Uh, so Sis Shanika wants to know, how are you building your capital to buy wholesale deals yourself or do you have a money partner? Like, um, like for my earnest money and stuff? Cause you don't need no, much money. No, for your wholesale. Well, because of the way you do it. So, Oh, if I close. So yeah, if you're closing, you know, I've just been able to establish like four or five different private money relationships mm-hmm. that will gap fund me. So they'll give me a hundred percent funding on the day of closing. Like literally that day, if, if something wonky happens, mm-hmm. I can usually still close that day. Sometimes it pushes to the next day, yeah. but that's a lot better conversation. If I go, Hey Steve, my end buyer can't close, but I'll close this up for you first thing tomorrow. Is that okay? Most people are like, thank you. You know? Right. Um, so I have a hundred percent funders there that I've just developed. If you, if anyone lends you money, pay them back on time early and with interest mm-hmm. and they will lend you more money. 
Absolutely. So I, I do that, and then I have private money where I've I've borrowed money from um, friends, uh, business colleagues, just people where I I go, hey, I need this much money. I'll pay you this much interest a month, and I can probably have the whole thing back to you in ninety days. Can that work for you? Mm-hmm. Like, and I and I tell them this is the deal I'm doing. This is the asset I'm structuring it against. Does it make sense? And if the math works, people with extra money will oftentimes. They would love to go see how can they make 10, 12, 14, 15, 18% on money that the market's just not going to bring them. Right. Versus parking in a CD or a checking account or a savings yeah. account, whatever. Um, and then, uh, just to answer your, uh, your question too, on my part, uh, when I first got started, I had money partners and basically we would split the deal. So I'll source the deal and I would have them fund it and how, uh, for the flipping and for the uh, acquisition and the repairs. And then we just split the profits 50 50 and they were all cash. So there was no interest payments or nothing like that. So that was what worked for me in the beginning. And I think that's a great, if you find people with a lot of money, that's the best way to get started. What I, what, so, and I love that idea and I've done that. And what I've started to get away from though, is I used to like on a flip, I would bring in a money partner and they were obligated on all of the, the financials. And I would do the acquisition, the rehab and the sale, and we would split all profits 50, 50. Mm-hmm. But what I realized is I was doing a lot of work for, um, still a fair amount of money, but like I didn't need to be giving up half essentially. So now the only way I do it is if I bring in people who want to be paid back on a certain rate of return, but I'm not bringing, I'm not bringing them in the deal to profit anymore. I keep the entire profit and I will go pay you 10, 12, 14, whatever that percent that we decide is, but I'm not going to give you half the profit anymore for doing nothing, just bringing the money. Right. And I think that's where everyone should graduate to. Yeah, but for it took sure. time and I had to get better and better at what I was doing to feel comfortable to ask for that. Yeah. Uh, and then Sonia wants to know, who are you using for skip tracing? Um, I would have to ask Sean. I think we use uh, Scipio, Need to Skip. Mm-hmm. I don't even know, to be honest. So I have operations manager, Shauna, and then Jenna mm-hmm. uh, yeah. as my executive assistant, and they'll go through and skip everything. Cool. Um, I want Is Scipio a thing? Scipio is no, need, that's, no, need, to skip. need to skip. I think we use need to skip. Yep. So I'm sorry, I don't have a better answer on that. <laughs> I think that's totally fine, right? Because uh, Templeton's running a massive operation. I mean, if you don't know, he's one of the biggest agents in town. So uh, this is kind of what happens as you move up and up in the organization. Right. You just have other people take care of things. So essentially, our tools, like if they're curious what our tools are, um, you know, Monsoon, you can get a ton of data from mm-hmm. County, you can get a ton of data from. Um, What's the one that we were talking about yesterday? Oh, uh, well, so there's a few that we look at, right? We look at um, we look at list property source, radar, list we look source. At property radar, Relo so gateway. pull your list there mm-hmm. and then put it into whatever your skipping company is that you like. Let's just say it's need to skip. Yep. And then once we have that, we're loading that into Mojo and then Mojo, we're working that data through phone calls, text messaging, and then um, even handwritten notes to, to specific lists that I like to work. Right. Where I'm trying to like really love on them. And those are your driving for dollars. Driving for dollars, go knock on that door, like, you know, the higher motivated, distress, pre-foreclosure, that sort yeah. of stuff. Um, and then just so you know, we just started uh, switching one of our guys is to, to the all-in dialer, so Carlos and Sal's program. So, oh, really? Yeah, so it's been a lot better. We'll see how it goes, but right now we're So they have their own dialer now? Uh, no, it's not their dialer, but they negotiated a crazy-ass good deal. So it's way really? cheaper than Mojo. I mean, I'm going from 140 a seat to 90 a seat. Oh, that's awesome. Can't complain about that. No, every time any, like that was a big thing for me from last year. You asked mm-hmm. one thing that's changed is I really had to look at my businesses as different businesses. So like Templeton Group is a business. Yeah. My wholesaling operation is a business. My flipping operation is a business. And then, you know, I want to come out with a digital coaching project. That would be a business. Those mm-hmm. would be my four. But like what I was doing, and this was a mistake I made, I had all the money coming into one bucket. And I was like crushing it and wholesaling and flipping. Mm-hmm. And T Group, my margins weren't doing as well. I mean, we still did uh, 39.8 million for 140 deals on traditional side, right. which was great, but I was running so much expense. I really wasn't making that much money, but I didn't know because I was fucking, oh, sorry, can I say fuck? I said it's it fine. twice, sorry it's guys. <laughs> I was making so much over here, yeah. it was all going into this bucket. And I was like, oh, I'm good. Right. But then I really started to dive down into like each P&L and I was mm-hmm. like, oh my God, like I'm running way too much expense on T Group. I need to fix that. Yeah. So that's one big thing I've really changed this year is um, I've cut my expenses from about, they were at about 24,000 a month mm-hmm. down to 9,000 a month to operate. Like I can go do two deals and I'm profitable. So let's go 
back to that, right? So you got your traditional business. So you said how many transactions? 140? Uh, traditional last year, we did 140 for 39.8. Okay, so you got that. And then you got on the wholesale side, how many deals you do there? We did 74 and that's more revenue. So it was like under, just under half a million. Okay, half a million. So, but 74, half a million in, in revenue. In revenue. Okay. And so you had these two different entities and they're off. Yeah, they're all feeding. So when you go make half a million bucks on with like almost all margin, like you're keeping a lot of it, mm -hmm. it can mask a lot of problems. Oh yeah. So like, <laughs> yeah, over here, I was it's like- it's all gravy on this side. There's like yeah, hardly so any Yeah, so you go make that much over here and then it's all coming into this bucket. Everything looks good. Mm -hmm. When in reality, I had some big issues on my expenses on my T-group side. On your traditional side. Yep. And I think the, um, the other part too, is you're talking about the expenses going from 24,000 to 9,000. I think that's huge, right? If you can do the same, even if you just repeat what you did last year, you're right. only making 100,000 more. Yeah. Right, and just that one change. But that's not the plan. The plan is to what this year? So this year I'm gonna do 120 wholesales, mm -hmm. $10,000 average assignment. And that's, some people will say that's a low assignment, but if I'm doing them at a low cost, it works well for me. Yeah. So you have top line revenue there of 1.2. I want to do 150 sides on a traditional team and run at a 30% margin, mm -hmm. hopefully clip over 300 there. Right. Um, and then I want to flip 36 homes at an average um, profit margin of at least 15 per flip, which is a little low. I think I can do better than that. That is definitely on the lower side for a flip for sure. It is, but I want my numbers to be conservative because, mm -hmm. you know, flips are a are a silly game. So even there if at 36, that's about another 540. Yeah. Um, and then the digital and coaching product that I'm working on, that's kind of like a really big vision, but the revenue on the beginning isn't really much. Yeah. But if I can do all that and, and run it at the, the margins I need to, mm -hmm. it'll be a fan. I mean, I'll do it. It's just, now it's just kind of, it's just a matter of just taking the action. Right. And I think uh, again, going back to the reason why we have you on the show is like you're, you're a realtor that's already crushing it. You've been yeah. crushing it for a while. Right. And then you just added this other piece and you're making more on the wholesale side. Than well, you are I make twice as much as a wholesaler and flipper as I do as a realtor. Right. And I run a really, and that's what's so tough is like, if I'm a realtor, if I'm a realtor, why would I even start learning about this space? And that's what one of the coaching products I want to create is mm -hmm. like, I think I'm going to call it, this is just in my mind, but I'm going to call it like a realtors off market playbook. Mm -hmm. Something like that. Oh, that yeah. sounds pretty stupid. But <laughs> soft But essentially, so many realtors have the relationships, the skill set, the knowledge, and the and the tools mm -hmm. to go wholesale, but they just don't even know it's an option. Yeah. Like I didn't realize for a year I was bird dogging for wholesalers and they were paying me like, you know, two grand to send them a deal. Yeah. And then they'd go make twenty. Right. And I was like, oh my God, like what am I doing? So essentially I had to get my mind around wholesaling and mm -hmm. understand that it's a solution for people that need help. Because for a while I felt weird about it, like I was like stealing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, that is just not the case. Yeah. Because this family or this homeowner needs help. And for me as a profitable business owner, I need to buy this at a certain price for it to make sense. Mm -hmm. And if it's not me, it's gonna be someone else that's gonna have to do it. And I know I'm gonna handle them with more care, more concern. I'm gonna genuinely help them out of this situation. So I owe it to them to go be the best wholesaler and business person I can be because I know I'm going to take better care of people. Yeah. So I think that's a huge point, right? Because I think one of the reasons why there's this disconnect between wholesalers and, and, real, and the realtor community is that there's like, oh my God, I'm, you're stealing this person's equity. Yeah. Right. And that's the mindset going in. And I totally understand that mindset. But like you said. When we charge 6% commission, is that stealing equity? Because I know sometimes I sell houses and I damn sure didn't earn 6%. <laughs> Who knows what you did, what you earned. Right, and we definitely don't. Okay. There's, there's oh, no yeah. fix. There's, there's sorry, no antitrust, there's no, whatever. Sorry. I know you knew I was gonna say some stuff that was gonna get us trouble. <laughs> uh, but I think that the key, though, right, is you're a lot of these people that are judging the wholesalers and the investor community is there's this feeling like oh they're just going in there and stealing grandma, you know, Selma, whatever is and equity. That's, that's the issue is there are wholesalers that go in with a with a genuine um, purpose to mm -hmm. try to get that deal for whatever they can without disclosing. So I'm a licensed realtor. So the way I go in and do it is I disclose your options. Like mm -hmm. I want you to know as a homeowner, hey Steve, this home, if it's fixed up, it's worth 250. Like, but it's gonna take 60 grand to do that. And you're gonna have to do X, Y, and Z. So if you want help with that, I can help put you in contact with some people and you could do that work. And I would love to list this home for you for 250,000. Mm -hmm. that's, that's an option. Yep. There's also another option. I could sell it on the market as a traditional realtor in its current condition with fees, right? You're gonna have my commissions, whatever we decide those commissions are gonna be, mm -hmm. 
plus your title and escrow, plus you're gonna have buyers coming in that are gonna to wanna to do an inspection and they're probably gonna ask for repairs. They're gonna ask for all those Concessions, things. Concessions, appraisal. And it's my professional opinion, you're gonna net about this much money. Mm -hmm. So you have your fixed up option over here that's gonna net you more money. And if you want help doing that, I can help you do that. Here's your as is today option, selling it on the market. Or I have a third option where I can buy it from you today, as is, cash, no repairs, you choose your closing date. I can help you move to your next home and I can get you this much money, which sometimes is not much different than that as is after fees offer. Right. So it's just a third option where today's consumer wants convenience and they want to be able to say, you know what? I can take a sigh of relief as soon as I sign this paper and this kind guy is gonna have that money to me within 10 days or seven days or 14 days, whatever we decide. Mm -hmm. And they understand that I'm gonna turn a profit. Right. And I disclose, if I buy it at this price, I will be making a profit through this contract or through flipping this home. Is that okay with you? Right. That's how I operate. So now I can lay my head at night and feel awesome. Well, I think there's another piece too, right? And I think those, I agree with all those points. So the other thing too is you look at, again, we are the wholesale capital of the world. We are. So when I talk to a homeowner, I for damn sure am not the only person talking to the homeowner. Right. There's three, four other people talking to the homeowner. So when I buy from them, I paid the most. Right. So we're not all trying to get like, oh, we all know she owes a hundred thousand. You know, I'll do 101, you do 102. Let's see where this ends up. No, we're competing against each we're other. We're competing against each other. And it brings a level of, um, what is that? Like when you call it like, well, uh, it just brings the price up. Yeah. It's, um, free market. Mm -hmm. It's a free market, right? That right. Like, drives that market up and it allows the, the seller to get whatever they, the, probably the most they could get on a cash as on a cash offer. situation. Absolutely. That's what it is. So that helped. Like as soon as I got my mind around that, that I was like genuinely helping people mm -hmm. and that that was how I was going to operate. Oh, it was free because for a while I was like, I don't know, wholesaling. Yeah. And there oh, are some I, people that operate. And that I went way. through that trial too, right? I mean, I've been wholesaling for like six, seven years now, but for a while I was like, oh, is this fair? But part of things that helped me was when I would go in there and make the cash offer, they're like, yeah, I'll take it. It's like, no, you understand. Like we listed. <laughs> right. We do this, this, and this. This is what you'll get. You're going to make 15000 more this way. A buddy of mine who sent me a deal that I guaranteed I'd perform on, we did. The guy that he bought it from literally wrote him an email calling him his guardian angel. Mm -hmm. And like, thank you. Like, you literally don't know what you just saved me from. Yeah. And I appreciate you. Right. And I was, my guy needed to have like a true end buyer. So he brought it to me and I perform and we get it done. Right. So when you hear stories like that, you're like, okay, there's something to this. There's if you're a realtor, why would you not wear an investor hat and Absolutely. just, and just provide a menu of options? Yep. And I think the other thing too, is, um, when we go in, I've done, you know, you and I, we've done a lot of transactions. You and I both have, right. and I can say, you know, working with a homeowner that is just going the traditional route, you can set the record in the, in the neighborhood, right? You can break the record in the neighborhood, yep. but because it took 40 days to sell. And then we had their appraisal, the appraisal came in low because yep. we set the record. Seller's like, you did an okay job. Yep. But you buy someone's house, thank you, you're awesome, you know, you really changed my life. We had one, I think they said, the text message you got at the very end is like, you know, you're a godsend. I don't know what we would've done without you. Yeah. Very different message. It's different, and I think it really matters on how you, like I know you and I know your heart and I know how you operate. Yeah. So if you're a wholesaler listening or if you're thinking about getting into wholesaling, just decide right now that you're going to operate from a, a place of like high morals. You're going to treat people well. You're not going to ever steal someone's house. Right. You know, make your fair profits, do what you have to do to run a profitable business, but disclose, let people know what you are doing and why you're doing it. And I feel like that's one of my biggest differentiators when I get to the kitchen table mm -hmm. is I'm telling them the truth. Yeah. I'm not telling them all this, like, like trying to be sly and like, maybe it's not worth this much. I'm telling them the truth. Like, Hey, it's worth this much, right. but you got to do this. And yep. that's going to take this much work. And if that doesn't work for you, I have a solution if you would like to go that route. Yep. Yep. That's You're it. being a realtor and offering solutions. Yeah. Uh, so Brandon Heflin wants to know what are the lists you found the best results with? Is there probate distress? Like what kind of distress lists are you targeting right now? Um, probably like my best list is when I go drive for dollars, like in yeah. an area I really know, like there's certain areas that I can, I don't even have to like pull comps. Like I just know price per square foot in mm -hmm. that area so well. Yeah. Um, so I try to pull lists of like 200 homes that I drive and like with 75% equity, mm -hmm. they bought it over five years ago. Something like that is probably my favorite. Yeah, and because you're a realtor, 
because you're driving around, right? You're gonna see the, the, those homes, and you know you're in downtown Chandler. Yeah. I mean, there's a property I bought. You're like, Steve, you bought that. You bought that wrong. I was like, no, Temp doesn't even talking about. Did you buy it wrong? Temp was right. <laughs> I looked. So. What I had to do is just look at it once. I was like, oh man, you're off on that one. Yeah. So let's see what else was there. Um, What'd you end up doing on that one? Are you gonna flip it or did you just? Oh, uh, we wholesaled it, so it's still there. Uh, we're gonna, probably gonna be doing a price reduction tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna give it to the new year. So nothing's going on, so we're gonna have to do a price drop. But that's one thing that people can take from that is you take action. Like, yeah. I don't care if people lose deals or buy stuff wrong. Like, I mean, don't put yourself in a bad spot, but like yeah. if you're doing enough volume, you can have a few missed shots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's not like we're gonna lose money. No, yeah. We're just not gonna make what we thought we were gonna make. Right. Yeah. Uh, so we talked about the traditional wholesale. Uh, so why do you think there are, I mean, we kind of talked about like the mindset, uh, but why do you think there are real estate agents that just close their eyes to this, knowing that there's more profit for the same amount of work? Um, I don't know. Dude, I don't know. I mean, I think it's just, it's one of those cases that they just truly don't know. Like I didn't know about it for two years cause I just didn't know it was a thing. Mm-hmm. Like my buddy, Kevin Turner, shout outs to KK. Yeah. He taught me what wholesaling was. I didn't even know. And I had this duplex that I could have earned like $2,100 on and I made 12 grand or 20 grand or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. So it was like, oh my God. And I still saw some investor was going to give my seller $80,000 for that. Yeah. And I may have had to charge him fees and he would have only made 78, but instead I gave him a true 80 and then I was able to disposition it and do well on it. So I just don't think people know. So you think it's just ignorance, ignorance, unintentional, but ignorance. And then maybe the thing that I just spoke about where they feel like it's like a dirty thing Mm -hmm. and it doesn't have to be by any means. It can be truly a solution. It's it's what open door, what offer pad are doing, but you're just doing it on a smaller level and you're solving problems and you're making things convenient for sellers. And And that's a huge thing for that convenience. You're earning a fee. KK says hi. What up, Dow? Okay. So what does your organization look like today? Okay, so I have a traditional real estate team. With the move to EXP, I started to get incentivized to like really grow, mm-hmm. you know, because they have the downline function. Yep. So I got up to 25 agents like really quickly, or 27 agents, which um, it's half the brokerage. in hindsight was, uh, <laughs> which was, was probably a little bit of a misstep. Yeah. All people that I love and care about and were great, but I was just stretched too thin to really love on, care, nurture, and help yep. that many people. So in our move back to stunning, which these poor agents had to follow me and then follow me back. Mm-hmm. So I have about 12 that stayed with me. So I have 12. But they were grateful for coming. Grateful. Back. And they're, they're like my ride or die, like awesome people. And they know how much opportunity they get with me. Cause like when you're on my team, we wear our traditional hat, but now you have this whole other bucket that you get to play in, in this wholesale and flipping world. Mm-hmm. I have a new agent, Justin Rapp. Justin, if you're watching, he's my dog. Um, Dude, he's already flipping two homes with me. He's six months in. He's sold $4 million worth of traditional real estate. He's wholesaled five or six deals. He's flipping two houses. Yeah. I just don't know that he's doing that if he was just like with a traditional person. So I have like my key people that that follow me there. So um, I think I have 12 or 13 agents there. Um, and I'm sorry, I don't know the exact number, but I have some part-timers that mm-hmm. they're not like on the board. Um, Shauna runs that business. Shauna Slevin, she's amazing. She's the director of operations there. Um, Jenna is my executive assistant and transaction manager. So really the two admin there, um, agents, the wholesaling last year, all those deals were me. Yeah. Just me. Just, just your relationship. Hustling. Yeah. Just like, you posting those pictures. It's like, send me buyers. Or yeah. Send me, send me your deals. If you guys watch my Instagram stories, <laughs> send me your deals, send me your deals. So it was all that. Yeah. Um, now a full-time caller doing outbound dialing. Mm-hmm. And then on our, um, on our ad spend, because I've never spent money on wholesale deals yeah. ever. So I'm just starting. So I'm not going to sit here and pretend to be some master to you guys on that. But I've been able to listen to the podcast and be connected with a lot of guys that you've had on and learn what they're doing well. So essentially, I want to spend probably 10 grand a month mm-hmm. on on lead flow, have that come into my caller and my acquisition guy. And then me and my acquisition guy go on the appointments. Well, the good news is you can do a lot of what we need, what we do in wholesaling for a lot less than 10K. Yeah, I, I might not even have to spend that much. I you mean, but I have that much, much. budget. Yeah. And then I've also been able, been blessed to bring my dad into the organization. And what I was finding is because I flip a lot of homes also. Mm-hmm. So I want to flip 36 homes. Right now I'm flipping 10 or 11. And I can't get out to all those job sites. And my dad has moved down. Uh, him and my mom bought a house like six houses down from us. My mom's our nanny. 
and my dad runs <laughs> convenient. my dad runs the operation side on the flipping yeah. and uh, he's able to actually go and meet with the GCs and like just make sure things are staying on track where I don't have time and I think it would just make him he, I think he would just be good at it he's got he's that. good he got personality he's smart as hell he's yeah. just he's and he, he, he's, he's genuine yeah so uh, Brandon Heflin asks again, how long was it before you made one of your first deals? So um, as far as like when you were intentionally wholesaling, like, you know what, I'm going to start wholesaling. Yeah. How long from I'm going to start wholesaling to you get your first deal? It took like a week. Like I, if there's one thing Steve knows this about me is like, you give me an idea or like if something mm -hmm. works, like I just go. Right. All um, in. I don't know exactly how to do it or why to do it, but I was like wholesaling off the MLS like immediately. Right. And I didn't know this is not great. I was wholesaling and like not telling the other agent that like I assigned the deal. Like I was like not doing it right. Mm -hmm. And like at the closing table, like a new buyer would be there. The the listing agent would get blindsided with an assignment. Like, wait, you went and sold this for 10 grand more than I sold it on the MLS for. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, sorry. Like and didn't tell anybody putting title and just like terrible mm -hmm. conversations. Yeah. Oh, so bad. But I did it. And like, I just learned like how to like start massaging those relationships and doing right. it correct. Well, shout out to Krista. I mean, she's she's Dude. she's earning it. Krista Diaz, like, is she's a game changer for my business. Uh, and then uh, yeah, Gabe Garibay. What's up, Gabe? Uh, he said it took him nine months. Let's see. Um, and Blake Blake Clark. What's up, Blake? He said that he wholesaled two houses in the first two months of meeting you. So that was pretty Dude, cool. Dude, Blake is like one of those guys that uh, we actually had a conversation the other day because a big thing for me right now is who I surround myself with. Mm -hmm. And not everyone's always thinking big and optimizing and like really being all in. And I called him, I was like, dude, we got to talk like every couple days and make sure we're holding each other accountable. Yeah. But he's an action taker. Like that's what most people need to do. Like he, he asked if he could take me to lunch, met with me and wholesaled two deals within the next couple months. Cause he did what I said. Yeah. He's intense. He's oh, he's serious. Intense. Yeah, he's no, focused. He's, no, he's a stud. Uh, okay, so we talked about driving for dollars. So that's for wholesaling. That's 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 your best. Are you doing anything else? No. So right now, man, really, what I really want to get good at, and, and we got to spend more time on it because again, I don't know exactly what I'm doing on it yet, is figuring out a um, a trackable and dependable lead flow, yeah. where I'm bringing in three to five hundred leads a month, and that's coming into my acquisitions guy and my caller and we're working that and setting appointments. I would love to go on 10 appointments a week, mm -hmm. me and my acquisition guy, and buy three houses a week. Yeah. So there's my 12, there's my 12 a month. Yeah. That's my that's my 120 deals. And that is just off of direct seller. And if I continue to work my networking business the way I do, which obviously feeds me at a high level, mm -hmm. my goal of 120 should be no problem. Yeah. And I think, so one thing to share too is uh, one of, the reasons why Temp is so successful. Because I'm handsome. I'm kidding. He's all right looking. <laughs> so one of the big reasons is Temp's got a massive social media presence. So um, I don't. It's not massive. It's. I have loyal. Like I have like a like a few thousand people mm -hmm. that like actually engage and like my stuff. High engaged list, right? right? So it's not 19 million followers, but no. you got a lot of engagement when you post with your videos? I struggle when people, like I always, like when I teach on, I'll do like a social media class mm -hmm. or teach. Don't, um, gosh, I forget the word. What is it when you, um, <laughs> sorry. What is it when, okay, don't alienate mm -hmm. the 400 people that love you and will send you business and actually affect your bottom line by impressing the 20,000 fake followers that you followers that you have. Right. Right. And like, I, everyone has different goals, different ambitions. Like I live a pretty simple life. Like I don't spend a lot of money. I, I try to put all my extra money into investments and just trying to play that long game. Mm -hmm. But I see a lot of guys that are impressing the wrong crowd, the wrong crowd, this big vision crowd. And they're all, you know, they're just all flash. And it's like, okay, that's cool. Then that's no problem. If that's what your life is. And it genuinely is that, mm -hmm. but if that alienates the 300 people that would have referred you business, is it worth more? I don't know. I don't know the answer. I don't know how much money they're making from that. But like, I have probably 500 to 1000 people in town that know me, like me, trust me and will send me business. Right. So my content is directed to them. Yeah. So it's deep. Yeah. I don't talk Not about wide. I like a podcast like this. It's a little different. I never talk about money. You'll never see me post a check or mm -hmm. anything like that. Like I don't, you know, I don't ever want people to be like, wow, that guy is an ass. <laughs> like what a jerk. Like, yeah, we get it. You do well, but like, I just don't feel like I have to flash that. Yeah. To anybody. You're not flaunting it. No. Yeah. Uh, so we're talking about, 
KPI. So that's something you can be working on. Um, just a general question: What markets are you in? Um, Phoenix. Yeah. Uh, Phoenix, and then we work a little bit of Tucson and Flagstaff. I'm from up north, so yeah. Uh, Zach was with me in Flag, but he just branched out on his own, so mm-hmm. I don't have a Flag agent right now. Okay. I mean, I still refer him business, and he can work it if anyone needs help, but yeah. um, he's not like on the team anymore. Okay. And then we talked about overhead, nine thousand a month. So, uh, you know, one I was talking to one of our friends at, at your party last two weeks ago. Right. It's pretty cool. Christmas party, you guys. Christmas I, party. I threw a sick Christmas. That party. was a crazy Christmas party. Uh, and one of the things we were all concerned about was, you know, like you've gone really minimalistic, and you know, you gave a lot of things away. Yeah. So uh, I, I was wondering if you'd be offended if we started a GoFundMe to help buy some shirts. <laughs> Stop, dude! This is a Lulu shirt. I got it for Christmas. Is that a Lulu shirt? I don't need anything. I know, but on your on your on your Facebook lives, like, it's like, is he doing okay? Like, Dude, I can't. <laughs> I uh, so for those of you that don't know, I read that book, Goodbye Things, uh-huh. like over a year ago. And last year, I was like, I don't need anything. We downsized from the big house. Mm-hmm. We downsized from the. We still have decent cars, but like you know what I mean. I just really simplified my life and cut my costs. Got rid of about like seventy percent of my clothes mm-hmm. and shoes. I still have a lot of stuff though. Like I just feel like when you have so many things, you start to lose sight of like what's yeah. important. I think it was really more of the jumping out of the pool videos. Oh, you got so my cold plunge. My <laughs> my dad still gives me a hard time because we don't have a pool anymore, and he's like, okay. on my podcast, he'll be like, "Sure do miss that pool." <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. Uh, what CRM tools or other systems could you not live without? Um, well, we were on Sync, but we just pivoted back to just like Real Geeks mm-hmm. on my cost. You know, as I was looking at my cost analysis, so gotta have that for my traditional team. Yeah. Um, and Again, last year I wholesaled all those deals with like kind of no like great CRM, like an Excel spreadsheet and follow up and texting. Like I did it. Did you get rid of follow up boss too? Uh, yeah, I did it wow. pretty messy, dude. <laughs> so I'm I'm not like going to sit here and pretend to be like the most polished turd on the block. Like I did it pretty messy, but it yeah. still worked. Right. And that's like a big push for me as I work with my real estate coach this year. It's like he, he said, he goes, dude, I've never seen someone have more output than you. Mm-hmm. But he's like, but you're a mess. Like yeah. if you just got organized, I, it's unreal what you could could do. So like that's just such a big push for me is to to get dialed in. So as I develop out the the wholesale actual business, mm-hmm. we'll be on whatever you tell me to be on Podio or I don't know. Podio is big. Podio is very big. That's how we're running our wholesale operation. Uh, and Nate uh, Nate was asking Jesus, how many big wholesalers are in Phoenix? And Nate Nate I can Nate Garado. I don't know. I can tell you, NATO, it is unbelievable <laughs> how many freaking wholesalers are in town. We have in our monthly meetups, we have over 60 to show up. Right? Yeah, there's a ton. There's I a mean, ton. I would say the big players are like Sal and mm-hmm. um, Carlos. Carlos and Sal. Jamil. Alex. Jamil. I'm in Alex Hopkins. I mean, not there's so many people that you could mention. I wouldn't call myself a big wholesaler. Yeah. I would, for me, I. If I do 120 this year, there's probably guys that do that in a quarter. Mm-hmm. But on my margins and my model, that works really well for me. I make all the money I need to make, yeah. and um, it's good. So I don't. My goal is not to like go be like the biggest, baddest wholesaler. I just like want to be financially free for my family. So those of you out there that have a secondary market apartment complexes, that's a goal. Trying to buy one this year that spits off a certain amount of net cash flow. Uh, one thing we didn't talk about was uh, for a little bit. If, I don't know if you're still doing it today, but and you're co-calling agents. Yeah. Well, I still call. I call agents. Yeah. And I just try to develop relationships and try to educate them that hey, I'm your guy. Because I'll call and I'll say, hey man, do you have any deals I could give you an offer on right now? Mm-hmm. The first thing they want to do is tell me about all their deals they have on the market. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't want to see those. Right. Do you have any sneaky in between deals, off market deals that you know an investor is going to buy anyway? I'll save you the trouble of having to take pictures, put it on the MLS, get 27 offers, have to do a multiple counter. Just send it to me first and I'll give you a real number and I'll make sure you get paid. Yeah. How many agents are you calling on a regular basis? 10 a day. 10 a day. 10 a day. So I got 50 a week. If I do that correctly, now I'm making 200 contacts a month with a lot of these are agents I already know. So how many new contacts would be hard to say. I'd Mm -hmm. probably need to get a little more dialed in on that. Yeah. But my goal is to have a genuine relationship with at least a thousand agents here in town mm-hmm. that know to call me when they have a deal. And I think the, the thing to take away from that is right now, I can tell you guys as a broker, anytime I get a listing, I'm getting uh, blind emails, right? With junk offers. I don't get a phone call. I don't get a text. I don't get nothing. So 
if a listing comes up and temp calls me, A, it's a phone call. And build rapport. Yeah. I send terrible offers to people, yeah. but I call them and let them know it's coming. Right. And I go, hey, Steve, my name's Temp. I see that listing. Let me just tell you why this is what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. This is why it has to be here for me. But I wanted to introduce myself and let you know that I'm going to send you an offer at this price, which I understand probably doesn't work. But I wanted you to understand why I'm writing it at that price. Is that fair? And you go, yeah, man, appreciate it. And then I go, oh, by the way, Steve, do you have any other deals right now similar to this one that I could maybe buy from you? Mm -hmm. I'd love to take a look. Yeah. I just do that over and over and over again. Right. And for you, it's like, whatever, it's no big deal. Well, but no one else is doing that. Well, cold calling like sellers has a little more fear, but I'll cold call agents all day. Like, yeah, I know, but no one's doing that, right? Because like we talk about uh, text blasting, uh, ringless voicemails, whatever. Everybody's looking for cold the path call. of least resistance yeah. and like everyone else to do the work. And mm -hmm. like, can you just sit for 30 minutes at your desk and make 10 phone calls? Yeah. Like, I think you could do that. It's a really simple system. Just call 10 agents a day. Right. Yep. And then once you lock up deals, send them to me because I'm a true end buyer. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, what would you do if the market takes a dip? I would just, I would continue to do what I'm doing now, but mm -hmm. just get, I would ha I would really educate myself on what I think this market's doing and what my ARV and my exit prices can be. Um, on two occasions, you know, I've flipped a lot, a lot of homes and on two occasions, I, two occasions I got put in bad spots. Uh, recently I lost money on a deal in Casa Grande. Mm -hmm. I bought it sight unseen. Renovation was about twice as much. I had my agent go down and walk it, but it just didn't, we, uh, we it was just a misstep. Mm -hmm. And so I ended up losing money on that deal. That's the first flip I ever lost money on. Um, another time I flipped one right next to a freeway. I thought I took into account for all the variables and it just still didn't. So I turned that into an Airbnb and it does really well for me. Yeah. But I had a secondary exit. So on all of my stuff, if this market shifts on us, I would make sure I have two to three exits that I like and I would make sure I'm really sharp on my buy price. The deals all start with where you buy it. Mm -hmm. and, and the way you get to your buy price is having an accurate ARV. So if you think that market is sliding, well, don't go off of what it is today. Go off of what you think that ARV might be in four months from now. Right. Right. So just be diligent on your, on your math. Yep. Uh, and Gabe wants to know, what's your process for paying agents on deals that you wholesale? Um, it just varies. So sometimes I'll just, I ask them what they need on it, right? Like, Hey, do you need 3% on this? Like how much do you need to make on it? A lot of times agents just bring me deals and I'll go, Hey, whatever I can, whatever I can go get on this, we'll just split. And mm -hmm. most of the time that's the case where I'll just split it 50, 50 with them. Mm -hmm. I put up the earnest money. My team takes care of all the contracts. So it's like the easiest thing you've ever done. Call me, line up the deal, like get it under contract. Yeah. And then I take care of the rest. And if I go make 20 grand on it, you get 10, I get 10. Mm -hmm. We're done. So they don't get their traditional commission. If there's traditional commission on there, they would earn that as well if they were able to negotiate that with the seller. Yeah. But like my agents on my team, let's just say like we've locked up three this week off MLS. All right, so, okay, you're talking about the agents on your team. No, that's any agent. Okay. I'll do that with any agent. And if there's a commission, we're gonna, we'll actually split that commission through a referral fee. Mm -hmm. So we would just split everything down the middle yeah. is traditionally how I'm gonna do it. So if there's a, let's just say there's an $8,000 commission, that agent's gonna earn four and I'm gonna earn four mm -hmm. via referral. And then if I can assign it for 20,000, you're gonna get 10 and I'm gonna get 10. Yeah. But all you had to do is go get it locked up, bring it to me. I'm guaranteeing you your price, like, hey, you're gonna make your 10. So if I have to close on it and pay you your 10 and you get your half of the commission, then that's what we do. Right. And then anything I can go disposition it for, we're gonna split that as well. Yeah. So it's a good deal for just sourcing. Yep, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so what is your why? Um, man, I, I'm so clear on this right now. Like I just, I'm so clear on like my, it's, it's my lifestyle and it's my family and it's my freedom. So, and I, I, I'm an ambitious guy. Like I like building and I like creating wealth, but like, I just don't need much anymore. Like literally I've been thinking about trading in my Tesla for a 96 Tacoma. People are getting a tired of me talking about it. They're like, just buy the Tacoma already. <laughs> I just don't care. Like, I don't know. Like I think like well, as soon as I get these things, I'm like, they just don't make me any happier. So mm -hmm. I'm just like, I don't need them. And I'm kind of past the point of needing to prove to anybody that I'm successful or anything other than that. Right. But um, I just want to be free, man. So I am working as hard as I can to make as much money as possible that I can pour into investments that are going to pay me passively today, tomorrow, and for the rest of my life. Yeah. That is my why. And the reason why I want those to be there is so I can coach all my kids' sports. I can hang out with my wife a ton, who's my best friend. I can stay in shape, I can travel, 
I can spend time with families. I can be philanthropic. I can give back to my community. I can help. Like I, I have a lot of family that I help take care of. Just do different stuff. The greatest gift you can give people is time. Yeah. And the only way to have time is to have passive income. Yeah, that's a powerful nugget right there. What is your biggest struggle right now? I'm disorganized as hell, bro. Like, <laughs> I, uh, my mind is like wild, and I struggle to like bring it into center. Mm -hmm. So I meditate. Got, like Jamil talks about it a lot, and I know a lot of people. Man, I hate when people get on podcasts and like they like have like a perfect routine and they look like they have a perfect life. Like, I meditate an hour. I say my affirmations. Like they're just like polished. And it's like, mm -hmm. bro, I'm not polished. Like I do a really good job with my habits, but I need to get so much better at managing my calendar and managing my time. If those, those, I'm just disorganized, dude. How are you going to do that? Um, considering bringing on, well, okay. So Jenna who works for me, she will, she is like, have you ever watched the show Suits? No. Okay. But he has an assistant named Linda and uh -huh. she like runs his life. Like, yeah. I need to get her out of some other stuff so she could just like be my Linda and like mm -hmm. run my life. Yeah. So Shauna, Jenna and Denise, my wife will like run my life and like yeah. tell me where to go, when to be there and why to pay the bills, do all that. All I go do is go make money. I put it in the top of the funnel and I have systems and processes in place that take care of that. I need to do that like ASAP. All right. I think that would be huge. I think maybe a driver too. Oh, so my dad, he's like my operations guy, but like what's been great is we've been, he's still learning the process on all this. Mm -hmm. So we've been driving all the flips together. So he'll drive. I get so much work done. Like we don't even chat. Like I'm just texting, emailing. Cause like, if you ever see my Instagram story, sometimes I'm 200 texts behind and I'm responding, trying to get back to people. So getting so much work. So like that honestly, truly might be a hire in the future. Yeah. Um, hopefully I can drive a stick, stick shift to coma though. Or an fully autopilot. Tesla. <laughs> right. Uh, what's the greatest lesson you've learned in the last eight months? Um, be patient, you know, if it's not like, I'm glad I went and scratched the EXP itch mm -hmm. and, and I'm so glad that I was able to do it with people that I care about and they care about me. Yeah. But in hindsight, could I have earned more money and been more established today? Had I just stayed put at somewhere I was completely happy, mm -hmm. right? Like, so the grass is green where you water it. And even though you might get presented with incredible opportunities sometimes that, that you could go excel at, which I went and excelled at and I've done really well. No doubt. Sometimes it's better to just water your damn grass where you're at. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think I've learned that. Yeah. Um, and then, is there any book in the last eight months? Like, man, this is, if you haven't read this, you got to read this. Man, I just finished it. It's Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. Yeah. And uh, he was maybe like a Navy person this week to tell me that. Dude, he has just one piece from that book is the accountability mirror. Mm -hmm. And it's like, stop lying to yourself, look in the mirror and truly say, did you do what you were supposed to do? Like when I look at myself last year, a lot of people would say, man, Temp, you're pretty successful and you did great. I really think I was probably operating at 25% of my capacity. Yeah. Like really? if I'm being honest with myself. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I have so much room for growth. And mm -hmm. when I look in that mirror, I have to decide, am I going to be the guy? Am I going to do what it takes? And am I going to put in the work? So like, man, that book, it shows you that when we think we're at our max, we're probably operating at 30 to 40% of what we're actually capable of. Yeah. But we're all just like, we're entitled, we're babies and we don't keep promises to ourselves. Like we definitely don't keep promises. That's what a standard is like in your life. Like if you have a standard that I'm going to prospect two hours every day and mm -hmm. like all of us have it right now, we're going to go to the gym. Like that's a standard. But when you stop doing that in 30 days from now, you're a liar. Yeah. You lied to yourself. So I don't want to lie to myself anymore and I don't want to underserve myself anymore. So that book really helped with that. That's awesome. That's incredible. Uh, let's see. Uh, Gabe Garibay says the Mind Valley app is good. And um, what's the Mind Valley app? I guess for meditation and visualization. Okay, so cool. Right now I've been using Headspace, which is like, I don't know, it's like five bucks a month or something. Yeah, it's was, it was a pretty solid program. So I think that's really a good spot to end it at unless we get some more questions. And guys, don't forget, I'm also a buyer. So Temp's a buyer, I'm a buyer. Um, and if you guys are interested in jumpstarting your, your wholesaling business, like if you guys are watching the show and like, man, this is really interesting, I want to learn, like reach out to me, you know, I'll be happy to help you guys. 
Um, well, I got to say, so like with what you've done with this podcast, yeah. I've never seen someone give back to the wholesale community with free content as much as you have. Like the players that you've brought on here is unreal. And I can personally speak to how willing you are to help me and like your goal is to create a hundred millionaires. Yeah. So we're going to do it. I'll probably hit this year. So I guess you could put a notch on. on For that sure. One. That'd be awesome. Um, and then if you guys want a copy of the assignment contract we use, uh, you know, uh, I've been doing it intentionally for almost a year now and we've learned some lessons along the way. So if you guys want a copy of our assignment contract, go to real estate disruptors.com, um, message me there and you'll, uh, we'll email it to you. Bro, tell them about the app. Tell them about the app. Well, I mean the, we have the OfferFast app, so that's the one app you need for wholesaling. So it's the, I mean, if with everything we're putting in there, like, so, and now you have the map function. We got the map function. We got the search function, so you can search for properties. So what I like about app. it is, like, if I want to go and I look at it every day. So if I want to go, if I'm looking for a deal, I can now geographically go figure out. All right, Southeast Valley, wherever I want to look, because mm -hmm. when you're looking at a list, sometimes you're seeing West Side, you're seeing North. So now that I can like go into the area that I'm more comfortable, yep. it makes it like so much more effective. And then when I need to dispo stuff, plug it in, boom. Absolutely appreciate that. For sure. Um, and then next week we got the king of closers. So Pace Morby is this really subtle guy. Oh, Pace is coming on? Pace is coming Pace next week. Pace is the bro. Man, he's this quiet guy. You don't know what he's doing. And Dude, then you I love hear Pace. The, what he's doing. It's nuts. So he's the best closer. I would put him up against anybody uh, in, in closing. And then you guys are all watching right now are in for a special treat. If you guys are in town, next week we got, or next, next week, next month we got Ryan Harper and Daniel Chad Moore flying in from Texas. Uh, to do the meetup, to host a meetup, and then the month after that, we got Corey Thompson, the roughneck, real uh, roughneck real estate, uh, to to uh, host our following meetup. So we got some crazy guys Dude, on the schedule. Stuff. It's gonna be a lot of fun. You and need it, a bigger space for your meetups. We're working on it. You're growing out of that. We're space. working on it. Uh, so it's gonna be a lot of fun. Again, guys, if you guys like the show, please share this episode right now. You know, a rising tide lifts all boats, so we can all succeed together. There's no scarcity. We all win. I'm telling you. My story, you're telling your story. Right. We're all winning. Yep. So thank you guys and thank you. This was appreciate blast. you, brother. Thank you, man. Thank you guys.